folks, old Josh uh, McDaniels. Hey, talk it louder. Talk old like Josh, Josh McDaniels really blew it the other night on his, on his play calling. Uh, and I think the Raiders blew it uh, when they hired him. They should have hired someone like Monica Lewinsky. Oh! Surely she's going to blow a few, but she won't choke on the big ones, boys. <laughs> and, and that was your moment with Pat. Oh, I knew it. I knew what it was going somewhere. I love it. 25 goddamn years to unleash that monster. <laughs> Hello, I'm Robert Stack. And you are listening to the Ask Casters podcast. Ask Casters episode 17. Football everywhere, punches being thrown everywhere in multiple sports in the beginning of the hockey season. And we got ourselves some baseball playoff action. The Ask Casters will walk you through everything today. You have got three of us, two Ask Casters here in person that you can see us on video or not. Uh, myself, Andy, here today. TJ, one of the Askcasters, also here in person. And tempting technology, we have Shaway in a remote location in a bunker somewhere north, south, east, west of the Rockies. How, how are I you am, boys? I am, I am underground. <laughs> how are you boys? God Doing well. <laughs> What? What? What do you want me to say? I'm no. I'm doing great. I was waiting for you to say something, or at least for you to cough, because you haven't stopped coughing the last five minutes. Well, fucker, I thought you were gonna go first, but I, my my apologies. It's okay. Nope, doing fine here in the the bunker that is not in Hutchinson, Kansas. Uh, wow, well, how are you doing, TJ? I cannot complain. Um, I've had a pretty good week of cooking, if that makes any sense. Um. <laughs> You know, that's always a good thing if you cook. Oh, it's been a great, like, my smoothies have been on fucking point. <laughs> so I've had, like, in turn, I've had great, like, a great week of work. And yeah, it's been just, you know, fucking cruising along. Nice. Uh, Ask Aster speaking. What, what about you, Andy? How are we week up in the, the old capital? Um, I feel like I haven't been in uh, my bed for a while. I've been in hotels for a long time at the good old capital city of Topeka, Kansas. Is uh, it, it, it always strikes me being in a government capital that the uh, the first three digits of the uh, the zip code in uh, Topeka, Kansas, are six six six. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Man, uh, that's funny. Not but one of my favorite glad to have you back, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Uh, so speaking of great cooking, uh, TJ and I are here uh, in Wichita, Kansas. And uh, Crazy Sharon, who you may have heard on the last podcast, just fed us something called mummy dogs. Uh, kind of tasty, actually. Kind of like the mummy dogs. And they actually look like mummies. So that was imp- impressive. <clears throat> Uh, Crazy Sharon, who gave you some input on the NFL last uh, last podcast, is very eager to tell you about her thoughts for Chiefs Bills coming Uh-oh. up. As and, she was last weekend. Yes, she is. She is psyched to uh, to make an appearance, and then also the old man who has been making on and off guest appearances with some of his breaking news uh, in the sports <laughs> world is e- he is eager to tell us why he thinks Monica Lewinsky could be Ooh. a good head coach candidate. For the Las Vegas Raiders, we wow can 
can I just walk off now? Because I don't want to be a part of that. I did not know that was on schedule. It just got added to the notes. <laughs> That's crazy. I need to start. So what? 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 I was gonna say, what makes the the mummy dogs mummy dogs? So they're they're wrapped in. Uh, they are tubular meats that are wrapped in uh, in bread. So kind of like a I don't know like a corn. Yeah, kind of. And if you wrap the mummies the right way, you can uh, you can kind of dress them up like mummies. You got kind of like a little wrap on their body, and then you can oh. give them two little eyes made out of mustard, and then you give them a little little headdress. Yeah, they look Perfect. like they look like jaundice ghosts. Like <laughs> the, the mustard eyes made them look like they uh, had some nutrition Mu- deficiencies. Mustard eyes. <laughs> so we'll, I we'll love get, it. We'll get hopping into episode seventeen. As always, we're brought to you guys by Three uh, Chai our friends that help you get Delta Eight, Delta Nine, Delta Ten. Uh, help you relax, help you stay calm, just help you navigate your day. Uh, go visit our friends at 3chai.com. So we'll hop right into to NCAA football. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? There hasn't been a, a ton of great games lately, but the, the headline game last week, unfortunately for Shaway, was the Red River Red River Rivalry. Say that three times fast. Texas destroys Oklahoma in a 45-0 to zero bloodbath. <sighs> Um, we'll just turn it right over to you, shall we? What What did you see, and uh, <laughs> where are we at? Do we need to put a moratorium on Oklahoma after this? Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Um, but uh, I really didn't watch a whole lot because it was just that frustrating to watch. Like I watched maybe the first half, and I, as expected, I didn't think the offense was going to be as efficient with uh, without uh, Gabriel or Dylan Gabriel, excuse me, in the lineup. Uh, Bevel, who was in the quarterback, he was a number two for OU, just wasn't able to really move the ball efficiently enough for that offense to be effective. And really the best uh, quarterback they had behind uh, center was their tight end, uh, Braden Willis. And it's not a good thing if uh, if the tight end is your best quarterback. And the defense obviously just I, – I would say they probably played a little bit better than they did against TCU, but still giving up 49 points, I mean, it's – it's not anywhere near as good as you would want to see as far as improvements are concerned. And I obviously, I think the season's done. Um, I know a lot of people want to jump off the ledge and say, fire Venables, fire the staff already. I'm, I'm under the, the assumption of waiting at least a year or two, see Venables and his coaching staff's recruits come in and see if they make any of you know, any positive changes into this uh into this program because obviously there's a lot of gaping holes on both sides of the ball it's it's not just a defensive thing it's obviously an offensive thing as well that's an issue so uh with Lincoln and Riley leaving a lot of athletes left with him or went to another school and that definitely didn't help OU so uh just one of those years to just have to get through it and you know hope next year is better and hopefully the recruiting is uh as good as it was this year as far as getting commits for the next few years and yeah, probably a good idea to put a moratorium on the OU Sooners this season and look forward to next. Good. That will give us more time for hockey. <laughs> yes. You know, I really that do, is, I don't That's fine. I don't think they're that bad of a well, yeah, they are. Um I was, <laughs> I was trying to give them a little credit because TCU is legit and K-State is good. I'm not going to say they're legit, but they're good. Uh, so I was going to give him a little grace, but no. 
that loss to Texas is bad. It's not good. I mean, in three straight losses and then going against, uh, coming into a game against KU, who's unfortunately who lost their starting quarterback to an injury, but For still a, a very no, good defense. We'll, we'll and their that. offense is not too bad uh, with their, you know, second uh, string quarterback. So, I, I, it's it's going to be a, a, another test for the for the Sooners, and I just don't know if they have uh, the depth or the even the players right now to pull, pull away from that one. And, and at this point, you might as well start playing some of your younger guys to give them some college experience. So, I don't. Well, I don't know if. Well, they do have a few uh, remnants of the old regime there. So, yeah, you do bring up a good point of letting the freshmen or the younger players get some uh, get some action. Um. I, I, I just – the one thing I did grab from that OU game, Quinn Ewers is a fucking good quarterback. Quinn Ewers almost beat Alabama. So, yeah, so with, with Oklahoma, they've got they've got some real issues. Shwema, your point, I don't really know. I, I, I would probably think that the people already calling for Venerable's job is, is much – I wouldn't think anybody reputable is doing that. That's probably more – Easton Shavi. Well – that point point, point. <laughs> so <laughs> love you Easton <laughs> so I but Oklahoma's in a weird spot like they're getting ready to go to the SEC so uh they're not gonna have much patience for losing and yeah the the era that we live with the transfer portal I just I don't know how many like recruits and existing players are gonna want to try to be part of a rebuild and that's that's almost what it looks like right now. But doesn't the yeah, it, it, doesn't the transfer I, I, portal and OU's name make it so much easier to rebuild and reload? I don't know. I mean, it's better than saying, "Hey, there's some open spots in Illinois." I mean, it's a it's a more desirable uh, location, I think, compared to some other schools. I, I mean, the history there. You have a program that you know, at least on the outside. You know, as far as recruiting and getting the facilities and, you know, alumni money, everything is great there. It's just the on the field product right now is just lacking for this season. So I've got some disturbing stats as it relates to Oklahoma Sooner football. So, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so after starting out three and O against a whole bunch of nobodies, and yes, Nebraska, you're a nobody. So Oklahoma's, <laughs> lost, Oklahoma's lost three in a row. Now these are their three conference games that they've played. They gave up 41 to Kansas State, 55 to TCU, and just gave up 49 to Texas. So they, they in three games have almost given up 150 points. And here, looking towards the game this week against KU, this stat right here is, is mind-blowing. So Oklahoma is last in the Big 12 Conference as far as the amount of rushing yards that they've allowed. I'm not going to tell you that figure yet, but let's just say this. Most of the teams in the, in the Big 12, as far as rushing yards allowed up to this point, we've got most of the teams are sitting there between like six and 700. The second to last team, so the team ahead of Oklahoma in rushing yards allowed has given up 879. That is Texas Tech, who is also not 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 great. The Oklahoma Sooners getting ready uh. to face Kansas have given up 1,200 
and 87 rushing yards. Oh, my God. And somehow, somehow they are a nine-point favorite against KU this week. I don't get how they're a favorite. How are they? And KU they, rushes the goddamn ball like it's like it's like, like I said. Oh my god, it makes no sense. I thought I'd bring that to the table. It's, it, you know, place to add my new foot. Sharon's laugh from podcast. <laughs> like I, I don't believe that. Like that's bullshit. Um, I mean, I can see, I can see why. You can see why what? I can see why Vegas would. I mean, if the name on that car ain't Oklahoma, they are not a nine-point favorite. That's exactly. That's that's why. I mean, that's exactly why it is. Yeah, what, what's that's even stupid. more troubling? That's that's me, awful. What what makes even less sense is that this game opened at a seven-point line, so it's been bet to Oklahoma to the point where that it's gone to a nine-point line. That's ridiculous. So people are betting on Oklahoma. Okay. Well, those people are fucking high. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would personally bet on them, but then again, I don't gamble. Yeah, you're much smarter than most of us. <laughs> um, God, that's a... That's a... I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd put my money on that game. I wasn't necessarily going to bet that game at seven, but I, I think that's it, a, yeah. I think at nine, I think I got to throw down. I, I mean, I guess I see a little bit in it. Like, to your point, uh, TJ, you had said something to the fact that you you thought Jalen Daniels is out for the year. So, conflicting reports, not out for the year. Is he not? What is he? I thought I, I, thought I saw he was out for the year, too. It, it was reported by an ex-KU uh, reporter who is now, I believe, a freelance reporter that that was the case. The name is Freelance? Yes, Freelance. Uh, free Coney. <laughs> But it, it's my understanding that that report, uh, specifically from KU, has been shut down. Interesting. Uh, to the point that all, all they're saying with the status of Jalen Daniels is that he is most likely not available for this game against Oklahoma and nothing beyond that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, Interesting. All right. Let's Let's pretend... Well, fuck. I mean, we're going to go into this game with a backup. I, I forgot what his name was. Mr. He, Bean. Mr. Bean. Is it really is it, Mr. Bean? Is it Jake? Is it Jake Bean? Uh, I don't know what his first name is. Andy, turn around. Okay. Turn around and grab that. No. Oh. Yeah. What is that? What are, you, what are you grabbing there? It's Mr. Bean. <laughs> is I it a, really? Yeah, I have a Mr. Bean... Uh, doll i bought piccadilly square uh yeah so just right out of the random it's right here that it's hilarious i love it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's right. right it's like she's right with us emasculating me <laughs> she she will never leave us <laughs> she's like miss havisham <laughs> havisham oh god all right well yeah, I, 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 nine point favorites to KU. I don't believe in that. I think KU wins that game closer to like 30, I'll say like 33 to 12. <laughs> that's honestly, I, that's kind of how I feel about OU right now. Yeah, KU or 
OU's in a in a rough spot right now, so it, it's just tough. So it, anyway, it, we can we can move past them finally. Okay, Jeez. fair enough. So yeah, <laughs> in, in, in I guess just tying a bow on KU moving into that game. Yeah. Uh, the the backup quarterback that came in after Daniels got injured. I mean, he looked pretty damn good. He threw that one duck, but it seemed more of a in like indecisive throw than a bad like. It just seemed like I mean, which I mean, you expect that he's a backup quarterback going into his first game against yeah. a ranked crowd, packed house. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, but at least he can throw a ball on like OU's backups. Uh, Jason Bean, so not Mister. Well, Jason well, Bean. I should have remembered Bean. that. What's Mister Bean's first name? Uh, Mister. <laughs> Thought his birth. That's a good question. It's like, it's like Pat. Asscasters, uh, I know we are not live, but if you could tell us Mr. Bean's real name. Please uh, please get with us at, at Asscasters on Twitter and let us know if Mr. Bean has an alternate first name. I mean, besides uh, the actor's name, that's all I'm finding. So yeah. if anyone knows, let us know. So, uh, again, there weren't, there weren't a ton of great games uh, the last week yeah. of college football, but coming up here uh, this next weekend – if, if you like college football, you're going to get everything you could possibly want with this schedule. This is awesome. So uh, for folks here locally that like Big 12 football, we've just talked about KU, Oklahoma, but probably the bigger game in conference is going to be Oklahoma State against TCU. That should be fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Alabama, if you're a, a fan of watching Alabama lose, they have a real shot uh, this week of getting beat by Tennessee, who can score a ton of points. Um, mm-hmm. I think that game's also going to be interesting, and the the health of uh, Bryce Young I think is still up in the air, so that also kind of gives you a variable to play with there. Uh, in the Big Ten, uh, Michigan's going to go up against Penn State. Michigan's looked uh, Michigan looks like they're going to be the fourth, well, maybe even better than the fourth team in the, the college football playoff. They they look good, so. If they can get past Penn State here. Man, I, I ain't drinking that Kool-Aid. Hell no. Michigan versus Clemson, <laughs> as, far, as far as last team in, you'd take Clemson over Michigan? I ain't buying either one of them. Who are you going to put in their place? Fuck. USC? USC, yeah. Who would, ah, oh, what a good transition. I'll pretend you did that on purpose. That's, USC. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I that's agree smart. That. USC playing Utah <laughs> this week. Utah just lost to an undefeated UCLA team. Um, <sighs> interesting. We talked about from a betting standpoint, we talked about the line for KU and Oklahoma being OU favored by nine. I am also scratching my head at this USC-Utah game coming up. Utah is favored by three and a half in that game. I get it. It's what is long. up with the betting lines this week? That just doesn't seem correct. I, I don't get it. I was pretty stunned when I saw that. So uh, That's UCLA, weird. USC comes into that game undefeated, and I I don't know. I think I've already bet that game, actually. So um, that should tell you where I stand on that. Didn't, didn't Utah, like, haven't they been just destroying USC in the last few years? Well, yeah, I think so, but this is a different team. Oh, this is a Lincoln Riley offensive team, oh, that's and true, that's true. they're. I mean, it, it's it. They flipped a one eighty, and you know, so it, I, I just don't think that's the correct line. I think uh, UC, uh, USC 
Man, they're they're just they're gonna they're obviously the team to beat in the Pac-12, and I I just don't think it's gonna be as but, close as they. But think. USC really struggles to hold down the fort defensively, especially in the weird. Where where did that system came yeah. come from? Yeah, uh, weird, sneaky, uh. sneaky. So put up, up forty-five, but get up, give up thirty-seven. Weird Maybe how that works. there is some validity to the line. You're a mean one, Alex Grinch. Yeah, his defense is good. Tickle my fancy. <laughs> uh, but no. I, yeah, I still think USC will win that game, though. God, I'd love it if they didn't. Two. <laughs> uh, if somebody bet on USC's over under for the season, I would. Uh, I would. I want them to win. They can win one. <laughs> they can lose one. I'd rather them not. I don't want any stress. I don't know. I like you the, do that to yourself. I like the sweat at the end of the season. It makes me feel alive. <laughs> I like the meat sweats, dude. With these, uh, with these Halloween doggers or whatever we had, mummy dogs, mummy dogs. Um, I'm gonna have a serious case of the meat sweats. Like these were all Hebrew national hot dogs with a little bit of jaundice eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was off the rails. What, you can't say jaundice eyes anymore? No, not jaundice eyes. It was off the rails from what we were talking about. Oh. Yeah, yeah, mustard eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> He's a regular mustard eyes. Sharon, <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, I think, was, uh, she saw these pictures of the mummy dogs. Like, that's how excited, I guess, like, when you're retired and don't have anything to do, you can get excited by seeing pictures of, of mummy dogs. And she was so she was, <laughs> she was so excited to make the mummy dogs and make them look exactly like the picture. She was trying to figure out how in the picture that they actually dotted the mustard on for the eyes, and it looked so perfect. Oh my god, that's awesome! She did a really you know it's it's the thought that counts, you know. It is, yeah. I mean, I I've never I've never had a mummy dog before, and. Now I have. Bucket you know, list. You know, I'm not usually a hot dog <laughs> fan, having worked at Quick Trip for a very long time. But that was pretty damn good. Like, yeah. I, I'm ready to have another one um, while I watch hockey tonight. Hell yeah, brother. So, getting back on track, you guys have anything else NCAA football related that you guys want to tackle before we hop into the NFL and all the fun that's going on there? Man, not really. I don't. I love that Tennessee beat the shit out of LSU and Brian Kelly. Oh Oh. yes, yes. Yeah. I do like that. I I love Josh Heupel doing good things uh, after leaving uh, UF. No, I can't speak UCF. You know, it's. I'm happy for that guy, a former OU quarterback who won the national title in 2000. So good for him. Ate everything put in front of him since. And drank everything put in front of him. That boy. Do you blame him? No, but he is like, he needs to go get his fucking blood pressure checked. Yeah, thick boy. That yeah, alcohol will just ruin. That'll ruin your blood pressure, man. Brian Dable's impressed with the physique. Brian, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> someone I don't know if we his brought. His has got me burping. <laughs> I don't know if we. Josh Heupel, lover of Kool Aid, <laughs> with yeah. sugar, not 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 without. I don't know if we brought this up on the podcast, but you guys have seen uh, Josh Dable looks like Joel. 
A fat version of him, yes. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Are, are we transitioning to the NFL with that? We can. We'll Man, use, we'll I'm slick. We'll use that as a transition. <laughs> so... I, speaking of Joel at a <laughs> at a, a coach for the Giants, they're four and one already this year. They are the the week of NFL football that we were just put through, at least in a chronological sense, was was pretty brutal. So we started with an absolutely awful rock fight between Indianapolis and Denver. Beautiful, and then. Uh, we ended the week with with two teams that actually do know how to score. Now, granted, they they may go for the wrong scores at the wrong time. Hashtag Josh McDaniels, but they they did end up on a, a at least a good game Monday night football wise. But back to your point there, shall we? Are the Giants good at four and one? And did you did you see any of their game? Uh, they were the first game of Sunday in London. Did you see any of that game against the Packers? Uh, I, I only watched a little bit of it cause I was, uh, traveling up to Hutchinson. So I got to like watch slash listen to it. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I mean, if he can stay healthy as, you know, back to his old ways and he's been having a great start to the year. Uh, Daniels has been playing fine. Uh, they, he hasn't really put him or they haven't really put him in situations where they, you know, allow him to fail. So they're kind of kept him somewhat safe but they're playing with a bunch of wide receivers that are not their top four that have been just playing lights out for them the first five games and you know it's 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 been interesting to see we thought this division would not be that strong and really they've been probably one of the better divisions in the nfl uh, by, by record <laughs> true well okay yeah true by record but at the same time that's what all that other, matters at the end of the okay day. so what other teams in the nfc are you like I, oh my God, they're I, really good. I would take Kansas City, the Chargers. Kansas City is not in the NFC. Well, Dallas with Cooper Rush at quarterback until they replace him with Dak. I, I would take Kansas City, the Chargers, and the Raiders against Philadelphia, the Cowboys, and the that's Giants. That's not the question. I, I, I understand that, but that's not the question. In the NFC, who's the team that's like, holy shit, they're, they're going to win the NFC. They're going to win it. They're going to win the conference. The entire conference? Yes. Or the I'm going to I'll say Philly. They're probably the most rounded team in that in that in the NFC right now. And then who who after that? Um the Chiefs. No, in the NFC. I said what I said. <laughs> I I That's hate fair. I hate all of you so much. <laughs> um I, I, I I'm just trying to think out loud. I don't I really don't Thanks, who else. I mean in, in the NFC. It's it, it, it's not as strong as as far as teams that can contend for a Super Bowl. No, it's like the East in the, in the NBA, where teams that with five hundred records or close to it are probably going to make the playoffs. Yep. Yep. So, so. Okay. I, I've also got a little bit of hesitation with Philadelphia from the following standpoint. So okay, Philadelphia's five and zero. Oh. I won't take that away from. Weren't them. you like on their jock? No, to win the comp. I mean, I thought that they were going to win their division, but there's people talking that they're like Super Bowl good and I'm I'm like putting the brakes on that because here's here's one thing that is a stat to keep in mind for the Philadelphia Eagles through 5 games of the season they have a turnover differential of plus 9 which is four higher than the next highest candidate that is an unreal turnover differential that isn't yeah. going to be happening the entire season 
So that's going to come back to reality. So there's, I would say, a little bit of regressions in line, at least from a turnover standpoint. Is that it? Yeah. That's a big stat. That, that so that's, good, that, I mean, that's, that's it, though? They have a legit defense. That is a Super Bowl caliber defense. Yeah. It could get him. It could get him to the Super Bowl. What I'll are you? That. You sounded like Pat there for a second. That sounds like yeah. <laughs> I don't think you buy your own damn argument. I, I, I fucking Gerbert. <laughs> <laughs> Asscasters, if you don't know who Gerbert is, you need to watch the uh, Christian radio or Christian oh, broadcasting. It was a little puppet, and he had very awkward comments to say about christ he was goofy uh shall we also giving you a little bit of additional details on the new york giants and the uh, wide receiving uh-huh. core here tell me if you know any of the following people wide receivers that are currently active in catching balls for daniel dayball jones uh daniel Marcus, jones Marcus jones johnson Jordan. david sills richie james Darius i grew Dave. up with richie what was the last one? Uh, Darius Slayton would be your your fourth. I know, player. yeah, Slayton would probably be the only one I would like know the name of, not knowing ma- much about him though. But yeah, I I would I would uh yeah I would agree with that. They don't even have their their top receiving core in the lineup, and they're still winning games. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if they can get anybody in that lineup uh and see how they do with uh you know like Sterling Shepard in the lineup and guys Ster- like that. Yeah, Sterling Shepard's out for the year. He tore his yeah. ACL in the very last play of the Poor game guy. a couple weeks ago. Colin Johnson. That dude cannot stay, in, like, healthy. Yeah. Uh, uh-oh, hang tight. We uh, we may have a Former visitor. Former guy. We may have a visitor ready to uh, maybe switch teams. No, no. Oh, no, she's calling it off. Are we uh, are we ready to discuss Kansas City against the Bills here, Sharon? <laughs> I'm worried. Oh, why are you worried? Oh. Josh Allen. So are yeah. you, you thinking that the Chiefs aren't going to win here? It'll be close. If Mahomes played like he played in with Tampa Bay, they'll win. Ooh. But if they play like the Raiders, uh, I'll get two years. How's that go again, Sharon? Like, can you say? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Um, Sharon, uh, when you're, when you do get anxious watching the Chiefs play, what do you do to relieve your nerves? I always feel like my, there's a pit in the bottom of my stomach. It's like nerves. Do you do anything to relieve your anxiety? I don't watch them. You do you delete? The last 47 seconds when the Chiefs had the ball and the Raiders had no timeouts. So I decided to watch them. Oh, (laughs) when they were done. They won. And then it, when you get too stressed out, you watch. Kelsey made four touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. He did. What a man. Sharon's he's getting Tom flustered Brady. now. He's Tom Brady's Gronikowski. <laughs> Gronikowski. Gronikowski. Same thing. <laughs> Gronikowski. <laughs> Gronikowski. We'll let you continue on. Oh, man. <laughs> Ladies that was and gentlemen, minute. that was our 68-year-old mother. <laughs> the mummy dog <laughs> cook. 
She, yes, she made delicious mummy dogs. Mummy dogs! <laughs> She's also, um, <laughs> she noticed that my Dallas Cowboys body pillow was, um, was a little rattier and tattered on the edges. After it had been mm-hmm. fucked for four years. Yeah, five, yeah, I fucked it for a while. I'm retired and domesticated. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> so is that pillow. Um, oh. <laughs> but she's putting, she's she's uh, stitching up my, my Dallas Cowboys body pillow for us, or for me. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. That's and, a nice mother for you. And she bought me, she bought us both cacti. Um, and we're in, uh, Calavetas and they're pretty damn cool. Like, nice. <clears throat> it's going to replace Pedro when we eat him. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for you What's to do that. A Calavetta. That's right. Calavetta. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Your skull. All so, right. So do you, you want to talk there. about the chiefs game coming up or, or, or the previous game? Uh, or were we talking about something else for sharing? No, no, let's, uh, let's just right. Let's hop into, I mean, if you want to talk about chiefs Raiders and what you saw there, uh, feel free. And then also yeah. moving forward to what the chiefs got on their hands with the bills this week. You know, I, I will, I will talk about the chiefs and Raiders game. Um, I'll start with, man, I, I will say it, it, it was, it was crazy, not crazy to see, but I mean, if you're a Raider fan, great to see them get off to a 17 0 start in Arrowhead on a primetime game. But who else would you want as your quarterback nowadays to lead your team back at a 17 0 deficit? I don't know about you guys. Um, Shawley, I wasn't really worried about, they were down 17 and I wasn't worried at all. I, I And you know what? Most Chiefs fans weren't because there was so much t- game left in that, in that game. Well, time left in that game, excuse me. Yes. But at the same time, you, you want your defense still to put up a couple of stops to help your offense out to get some more reps and, and you know, more series out there. But at the same time, if your offense is going three and out or, you know, just you're, you're not extending drives, it's not going to mean shit. But – one of the things that really ignited not only the Chiefs, but Arrowhead, was that awful roughing the passer call. That was probably the worst thing that could have probably happened for the Raiders was to have Arrowhead get into the game. That was get... the, yeah. Sorry, shall we? No, it's okay. I was going to say, I like, I, I, having been, been at, you know, a lot of games at Arrowhead and knowing how the crowds, you know, help the team yes. get back into the game. It it is probably the the one thing that the the Raiders did not want to have happen was the crowd to get back into that thing because they were pretty down on you know on themselves until that happened and then they had a a personal vendetta against that uh, officiating crew which I do too and all the whole uh, NFL officiating crews at that with how they're calling. Pass interference. Or not pass interference, roughing the passer, excuse me. The NFL has not, I don't, I, I don't understand how they keep fucking things like this up. Every season, they come up with a new rule to completely fuck everything up and, I mean, completely derail games. Um, that game last night, or not last night, what day? I don't know. The game uh, between Chiefs. Monday night. Yeah, whatever day it was. The Chiefs and Oakland game. Um, I don't know what you want Chris Jones to do there. He right. I, he has no place to roll. If he does roll right, he's gonna pull or he's gonna blow that guy's ACL. Um, 
Right. He, I mean, he he tackled and he put in the. Uh, I forgot the rules announcer that was on uh, Monday, the Monday night call. But he even said he was like, yeah, he did everything he was supposed to do. He put his he put his uh, elbows down when he landed, so his his whole weight wasn't on the quarterback. Shit like that is going to cost teams seasons, and it's not going to go well. And it did for the Atlanta Falcons against the fucking Buccaneers. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. They should not. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, and it's not only that, it's just how how inconsistent, like, it was called. Later in that game, Mahomes got flung, like, what somewhat happened to Tua and kind of what happened to Tom Brady. No call was made. Yep. I want a consistency, but also, E, this is fucking football. It's not like he, he was blindsided or thrown down aggressively or in a violent manner. He was simply tackled and stripped as well. He, t- Chris Jones had the ball in his hands before they even hit the ground. Yes. I, how, I mean, how, I don't understand how you can have how many officials, how many officials are out there? Six, seven, eight officials on the field. And no one can say, you know, no, I saw this and maybe come to a conference and actually say, no, let's let's pick up that flag. Say there was no such pass interference. Like how how. As a corporation like the NFL, as big as they are, allow shit like this to happen, especially when there's now a lot more money on the lines for not only the players, but the fans. And they they, they continue to allow this to happen instead of making changes. And then I see like the last couple days, oh, yeah, we'll look into it. And there may not be changes done this year. Why the fuck not? There's no reason why there shouldn't be any changes made midseason. And I I hate that any sport says that. Well, this is the rules for the year. Well, you know what? You have the power to change that. Fucking do it. Do what's right by not only the players, but for the fans watching. Because people are getting fucking sick of how soft the NFL has come, especially when they protect only offensive players and not the defensive players. And that's another issue. The, the thing that some folks are suggesting is the fix here though, Mm -hmm. is is disturbing me maybe even more. So it's been suggested that the fix to this is to, to make sure that anytime roughing the passer is called, or at least a questionable roughing the passer is called, have it available for review. That is right. that is absolutely the last thing that I want to happen because Well, it didn't, it didn't work with the pass interference call. Egg, Sorry egg, to cut you off. Exactly. Yeah, the NFL fucked up pass interference and what pass interference is beyond what I thought was ever possible and I think if, if that's the direction that they tried to go with roughing the passer <laughs> we're going to be even more frustrated. It's going to take longer. Right. We're going to be even more confused, more frustrated. So I don't think the review part of it's the answer. I, I think the answer is do the, the referees themselves are standing on the fact that they're saying that they are enforcing the rules as they are written right now. And if that's really the case, because there's there's 20 holding calls that go uncalled every game for both sides. But you also don't want that called every single play, too. Exactly. So but we we if the issue is how the rule is written, we need to rewrite the rule. At the I end agree. Of the day. 
Yeah. It, it's just frustrating to watch because it's just, it's just so inconsistent. Like I was saying, I wouldn't say the manner that Mahomes got thrown down was like Tua, but it was the same kind of play in a sense, if you understand what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, it looked, it looked exactly similar, less forceful for sure. Right. <laughs> um, and if that's what they're trying to protect, then why the fuck didn't you throw, throw a fucking flag? Like that makes no fucking sense. I, I hear you, Shaway. I hear you. It was, it was rough to watch. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm a little Chiefs fan, like, I guess, but not by choice. And it, it like, that was an awful call. And then going back to the Buccaneers game, like you said, Shaway, that was a, that, the Buccaneers should have lost that game. Right. Plain and simple. Well, they should have had yeah. a chance to lose the game. They right. were ahead. No, 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 no. Atlanta was coming back. That game was, I think, 21 No, 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 no. I, I thought they were winning they at the were time, winning, if I'm not mistaken. They were winning, Andy. The Bucks, atlanta Yes. No. Yes. yes that's what happened. Bucks were up like 21-0, and then Atlanta, Do you I want think, to bet got, this on the air? Yeah, I'll bet it on there. Okay, so what are you saying happened? So that game was, I believe, 21-0, Bucks, and then Atlanta started coming back in the second half. It was 21-15 when that call was made. If, if they would have not called the roughing the passer against Atlanta, Atlanta would have had a chance to get the ball back. They were ahead. Two minutes left. I'll pull it up right here. They were ahead. Um, that's wrong week. There we go. So. Anyway, while he's pulling that up, shall we? Um, yeah. Chiefs got – they're going to have their hands full uh, in Arrowhead. They've got Josh Allen. This is the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career he's an mm-hmm. underdog at home. Well, I'm glad we didn't bet because Andy was correct. <laughs> but it was okay. So yeah, Andy was right because it was what fourth and one, and they should have had to punt, right? It, yeah, it would and, have caused the punting opportunity. And but still, you're you're still, you know, not allowing the players to dictate that game. It was it becomes ref ball at that. Well, point. and especially yeah. when. Atlanta scored 15 unanswered. There, there yeah. was there was enough time left on that clock. That Atlanta would have had a shot to go to go win that game. There was about two minutes left, and Atlanta had momentum. They had scored the last fifteen in that game. Fucking ridiculous, man. It, 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 yeah, when when the officiating starts getting in the way of games, that's yeah. It it, it just makes sports unwatchable. I can't wait to talk to Carlos and ask him how close Arrowhead was to a riot because on, on oh. watching that game on TV. It looked like that place was about to turn over for about 20 minutes straight. So, with it being a primetime game, you know how drunk Chiefs fans get for noon games. That started seven and a half hours later. Sure. Imagine how like how furious Chiefs fans are given that much more time to drink in the parking lot or at home and we'll go to that game. They were beyond furious. I'm, And people were saying, oh, well, you know, they shouldn't be throwing beer cans on the field. Well, guess what? They had seven hours more tailgating to do, so what do you expect out of them? I, I Not told, saying it was right. I told TJ today, if if you can imagine, if the NFL doesn't get this roughing the passer right this whole season, if they've said they, mm-hmm. they probably won't do, can you imagine if this happens up in Buffalo, New York, when I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that there's going to be some playoff games played in Buffalo. And that fan base has been waiting so long to get a, a title 
and they are mm-hmm. they are favored right now to go get that title. Can you imagine if they have a t- a call for roughing the passer that that really truly decides a playoff game up in Buffalo? That, that that's what that's what I'm saying about getting ruled in the in the middle of the season because you don't want that to happen. It was like so. It was like the the 1999 Stanley Cup uh, Finals when mm-hmm. Brett Hull scored that goal in Buffalo with his foot in the crease. That technically that year that rule that should not have been a goal, but it did not interfere with how the goalie played that that uh, the play. The yeah, and and they kind of they just let it go because in all honesty, it should have been a goal, but the rule was so bad that they, I mean, it's like they ignored it, but. You don't want something like that to decide a win or a loss, especially in the playoffs. And I don't understand why they just don't get that fixed right away. So. Yeah, I I don't know. That's frustrating. And there, there was another one too, Shotway. Uh, in the 2001 Stanley Cup Finals, my Devils versus your um, your Avalanche. Do you remember the Adam Foot goal? Oh, man. <sighs> I'm trying to remember right off the bat, but you'll have to remind me. Adam it, it Foot just, yeah. was like a he was like uh, he was like 12 inches off sides, um, and like the Avalanche uh, scored a pretty pivotal goal that t- that turned the tide in the game. Yeah, and yeah, like the like a few days later, and this was before like you know we had all the angles and shit. Yeah, so yeah. like a few days later, it was revealed that yeah, that goal should Damn. have counted. That is pretty shitty. But and that 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 brings up another thing about like replays, showing it in slow motion always makes it much worse because it, it, we know it's coming and it's not in real time where things happen bang bang, mm-hmm. or sometimes a split decision like a, a, a last second decision can't be made. So that's another thing. And I know people we all see it in slow motion and say, oh, he could have avoided that hit. But you watch it in like you watch something in the real time, it's it's way different. So well, anyway. was, I mean, but sorry, shall we? No, it's okay. No, I was just gonna say like like that ta- like the Chris Jones sack. Like, oh, it took him t- t- five seconds to fall on the ground because of the replay was done in slow motion. Well, in real time, it, it was a bang bang. Like he he sacked Carr, had the ball, and it was all in one play with one second. But they say he could have avoided falling on him. Bullshit. That's that's physics. You can't do that. It's, it's, anyway. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Um, let's move on to more productive. Yeah things in the nfl <laughs> um i have zach taylor as a dumb i forgot what he did uh, i knew i should have fucking specified when i was on the couch <laughs> <laughs> that's all you were meant to say and we're moving on <laughs> uh god damn it <laughs> uh josh dumb. josh mcdaniels last night had another analytics guy um moment when he went for two and didn't get it and he could have just tied the fucking game um i don't get it i i, I don't know shabby what's your call on that are you going for two or are you are you kicking just are you getting the extra point get the fucking points i don't that's exactly I mean, I, sorry so it's so dumb like i, I I don't even at this point. I won't even say the Raiders are desperate. Now, after that game, yes, when you need points or you need a win. But man, right, right there, I don't know if you, you. That's I don't give a shit what analytics say. And you just have to fucking get points, man. At least make at least it's tied and give yourself a chance if it happens to go to overtime. 
And like, you know the Chiefs are going to get the ball back. You know they're going to be able to score more often than not. You might as well tie it to give your, yourself a chance. Like, I just don't get – I don't get some of the analytics that are given out a lot of times. Sometimes a simple play is the best play. Yeah, I, it, you're at you're in Arrowhead, the hardest place to win in the NFL with a chance to tie the game late in the fourth. Yeah, late in the mm-hmm. fourth. Um, you take that every time. You exactly. take that every time. And if you don't yep. get it, you know the crowd is going to be incensed after that again. Yeah, if, if you don't get it, you have your chances of your wide receivers running into each other. Yes. And you you raider yourself. Speaking of Josh McDaniels and terrible play calling, we have the pleasure of now being visited by one Pat Mannion, who would like to tell us about his thoughts on Josh McDaniels' future and a potential suggested replacement and why. Okay. Folks, old Josh uh, McDaniels. Hey, talk it louder. Old Josh Josh McDaniels really blew it the other night on his his play calling. Uh, And I think the Raiders blew it uh, when they hired him. They should have hired someone like Monica Lewinsky. Oh! Surely she's going to blow a few, but she won't choke on the big (laughs) ones, boys. (laughs) And, and that is your moment with Pat. Oh, I knew it. I knew what it was going somewhere. I love it. He's been waiting 25 goddamn years to unleash that monster. <laughs> I love it, old top. That was a great one. That was awesome. So, Josh McDaniels, watch your ass. Old top. <laughs> Old Top, take a seat and talk to your uh, older son here. About who? Talking, talking. <laughs> I don't know, Andy. What do you want to talk to him about? What do you want to pick his brain about? That was a walk-off home run. I don't know what. I got a smoke great. though, so you're going to be no, by. That's, that's okay. I can I can get us through some more NFL fun. All right. Well, that is great. That was fucking great. <laughs> so. Uh, Shawe, really, from an NFL standpoint, I mean, I know yeah. there, there's some other things that, that I've got on the notes here, but uh, in the essence of time, I, I'm I'm more ready to talk about NHL, man. I me too. I, I would prefer. I, I know I asked you this question, and and maybe you can help me and the ass casters understand this. So the NHL season technically opened up in Prague. Which, I mean, if we're thinking of expansion and, and trying to find new markets, it, it, that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I think you, you had a little bit more of a practical answer of why the NHL does that. What what Why do they do that? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's not like a market like the NBA going over to China. That's uh, they've They've tried that a couple times. I don't know exactly how well that went over as far as like – afterwards besides ticket sales merchandise sales after that i, I just don't know I, but what i do know is that they have a, a lot of players that do come out of Prague, and they also had a couple of preseason games elsewhere i know one was up in sweden so i mean they're they're going kind of back quote unquote home for some of those players and maybe trying to grow the game more and helping the game more there to generate some more interest out of those european countries that do tend to gravitate more Towards hockey than I would say rest of the globe because it's it's gonna be a lot harder to go to a place like you know Kenya which I mean 
surprisingly, they do have hockey teams down there, but the ice availability is hard to come by. And Dude, their national they... team jerseys are fucking sick. I want to buy they... one. Can you? Yeah, they yes, are, they are really sick. cool. They are really cool. But that was just an example. But, like, teams like that, like, just it's going to be harder to get get into because unlike the uh, NBA, you have to have a specialized piece of, I guess, what would you call it? A, well, the rink, you know, ice. You have to have ice to play ice hockey. So it's going to be harder to come by in certain countries, and so they go probably to the easier countries that can support it better than, like, a you know, like the like a middle the Middle East and like in Dubai or somewhere like I said Kenya or you know I wouldn't say China can't support it, but their the the interest is not as high as obviously like the NBA it would be. So, what what would your your feel be as far as like the actual players themselves? Like I know in the the NFL, I know the players their their thoughts on going and playing overseas is just like playing Thursday night games. They abs- mm-hmm. they absolutely hate it. Like from multiple standpoints and it is is it the same way or, or do you think it's the same way with the the guys that had to open up that season in Prague? do they get a little bit of additional uh rest time when they come back stateside so i think like they go over like a week though before so they can get rid of lag and just acclimated to you know city that they're visiting and you know obviously it's half of it's for appearances and half of it's so that the players aren't necessarily rushed in while they're flying overseas. But I'm sure like as soon as the game's over, they come over pretty quick to get reacclimated to the U S and you know, the schedule and all that stuff. So I think it's better than like the NFL schedule. Uh, and obviously mm-hmm. London's a lot closer and, but I just, I think doing it at the very beginning of the season, getting it out of the way right away, instead of having somewhere in the middle where you have to have maybe a week, week and a half time off for the players be detrimental, especially for like, you know, injuries or anything like that. So I think, I think it's, it's, it's okay. It would be nice to see them going to different markets out over there, just something different than Prague and Sweden and some of the typical stops that they make over there. But you know, that it just, it's just the game growing, trying to grow. But then again, we know the NHL is really bad at their own marketing. So maybe with ESPN uh, and TNT with their t- television rights help uh, get into different markets and babies, you know, bigger markets and something different that maybe ex- explodes the game of hockey. Where... I mean, I have to be honest. I really, really had to pay attention to the fact that they had that game in Prague or else I wouldn't have known it was happening. Because I, I thought based off of the way that ESPN was doing their marketing, I thought the opening night, what they were calling the opening night, I thought that was last night when the Rangers played Tampa and Vegas played the Kings. Yeah, I, I would agree. They, they didn't market themselves very well with those games. The, they call it the global series for those uh, typically. And like you said, you have to be an NHL fan to know anything like that is going on. Because other than that, the only quote-unquote unique game that you – like. I would say maybe fans who are on the fence or outside of hockey would be the, the winter classic game. And because that's the only real hardcore marketing they do for those specialized games. Other than that, those global games are very, very rarely marketed from outside of the NHL fandom. Yeah. And, um, well, they, I remember they had the, they had the stadium series for a bit, but they, yeah, to your point, shall we, there wasn't really, too much um, fanfare about it. 
You boys yeah. feel like giving a uh, a season preview of coming attractions in the NHL? Well, I mean, do we? I mean, we're not we're not going to do a whole thirty-two teams like a lot of podcasts do, and we can do each of our Short teams if you want. Remember, to. I've got that nine p.m. bedtime. I know, and the Avs uh, play here at eight thirty our time, so I I want to get to watching them. So I think. Hey, Charlie, where are you going? You want me to start at? off? Do what? Where are you going to watch that at? Uh, oh yeah, you're in not my sure girlfriend's right. living room. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no, uh, tonight the Colorado Avalanche raised their banner on the Stanley Cup tonight. So I anticipate them losing tonight because that's just what teams do when they raise banners uh, at the beginning of the season. Just like the LA Rams, they might throw a goose egg. You never know. But for the season, uh, I'm going to do a quick preview. I, I think the Avs will be near the top of the Western Conference like usual. They're not as maybe good depth wise but they still have a really good top six obviously when you have guys like nathan mckinnon landis uh, gabriel landiskog miko rantanen um you're gonna you're gonna you know win a lot of games and i think the real question is is really in goal because the defense is probably one of the better defenses in the league when you have kale mccarr uh, and um jonathan T- not jonathan taves uh oh i forgot his first name already but taves um on your first d pairing and then you Bob, come, come Bob, back with Bone Byram. You have Eric Johnson, Eric uh, Gerard. You, I mean, you, that's probably one of the best defenses in, in the entire league. But the real question will be, and who's going to be the starter net for the Avalanche? And they traded for a goalie from um, the New York Rangers, Georgiev, and he is set to start tonight. Georgiev's uh, good. Yeah, he 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 looked fine in in preseason, but you know. I don't mind giving a guy like Francis also a lot of looks as well because he's put in the time um, and he's, you know, he, he's such a great, like he's a good team guy, <laughs> but it's, he's also put his due is in. So I, I wouldn't mind if the Avs played him a while. And if it doesn't work, you have your give right there. But I think this year they'll, they'll have a really good chance at repeating as champs or at least making a good run at it. But honestly, I, I feel like Edmonton is like, it's going to be one of those teams that, they're going to have a lot of tough times against, and same with Calgary after they've retooled their roster as well. But I feel like the Avs are going to have a, a really solid year again, and I think they're going to make another good run at the Stanley Cup. Ooh, I kind of agree with you, <laughs> shall we? Um, yeah. It's so hard to repeat as a champion in any sport, let alone hockey. Mm-hmm. But fuck man they're so good like and i hate it but they are um it's their title to lose um i hope florida actually like starts spreading their playoff hockey team wings and becomes a force in the like late in the season late in the postseason Mm -hmm. um I think that will be very interesting to watch. The South, South, what well, was the South Eastern, Southeastern Conference? Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, that's going to be another interesting. Like uh, that is a powerful conference, and I, I, I think Florida's coming out of it, but they're I don't wouldn't guarantee it. Um, and with Tampa Bay still in that division, I mean, you can't knock them out until they they show signs of Michael you know. Myers. You must kill him. Yep, that's a, you must cut off the head. Hey, that's our podcast. Or that's our hashtag for the podcast today, boys. What Halloween must end? <laughs> Halloween, Halloween ends. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we won't have any copyright issues with that. 
Well, we wanted. I wanted to piggyback off the movie, so you yeah, know. So good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you on that, TJ. Um, you know, I'm excited to see uh, see the Devils and see how they progress this year and see if they they make any strides towards being a uh, not a contender, but not only battling for a playoff spot because their goaltending is always going to be suspect until they find a guy that's they can rely on. Depending on which twenty they go with in their system. Hey, we got Vitek Vanacek, which he is a serviceable goalie. Uh, McKenzie, serviceable. McKenzie. Well, he was. I mean, he was a starter for a playoff team last year. And yeah, the Capitals. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he held his own. He there was no real fall off between him and I can't think of what's his nuts right now, um, the starter, but. McKenzie mm-hmm. Blackwood, he had a whole year to get healthy, well, almost a whole year to get healthy. Um, before last season, Canada, the national team, was giving him a look at the Olympics. Um, so I knew he'd be available. <laughs> well, not for <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, he was being looked at by Canada national team big boys. Sorry. Um but then he had he had injuries and an off year and didn't really play much. So um, I'm excited to see the Devils. I think they'll battle for a playoff or for a wild card spot. Miles mm-hmm. um, Wood is going to help out tremendously. Him being back, his speed will help. Thomas Tatar, um, I didn't think I'd be this excited for him. He has looked great in the preseason. His shot is popping. He his legs are under him. He looks completely different from 365 days ago. So I am really excited to see how Thomas Tatar fits into what we're doing um, with our forwards. Yeah, but at the same token, you know, uh, Tatar has always had that he's going to be, you know, a, a special player, but he's just too inconsistent for. Him to really, I mean, obviously you see his resume stick with anybody for a long time, and he's a very he's a good guy to have depth wise, but I don't know if you can rely on him in your top six, maybe top, maybe top six, but not top three for sure. No, and I I don't think he'll be seeing uh, top three minutes for sure. I don't think we'll see top six if, minutes. If he is, you're gonna have a long season. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think he'll be top six. Um, yeah. They have a they're. Uh, they have a lot of youth in that position, and they're kind of coming to their own, coming of their own. And they also picked up Andre Pilat, which will help them um, if they do get the playoffs and um, just kind of help the maturity in the locker room. Right. And, Andy, you want to talk about Vegas? I watched them last night. They looked uh, they looked pretty good, honestly. They, I mean, Eichel is fully healthy now. Um, they're starting Logan Thompson night. in that, and he actually looked pretty pretty good in his first uh, outing this year. Um, yeah, they, uh, I had told, uh, TJ that my, my thought for the whole year was just to bet against Vegas for the entire season, mm-hmm. um, which failed me last night. So officially hockey season is, is official with me. Cause I lost my first bet of the season last night. Um, looking at the stats though, on that Knights Kings game, yeah, the third star of the game was Jonathan quick. He had 47 saves in a loss last night. Oh, he uh, he was uh, yeah he he actually played really good and the Kings really f- screwed him over. They 
they gave up a lot of chances and really just their defense is just not good enough to to help him win games. And I mean, so I can I can see them losing a lot of games like this where it really comes down to who gets the uh, last goal. I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but really, I mean, they can score, but they also are going to get scored on a lot. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess surprising surprisingly good for Vegas last night, and then what I was telling telling TJ is that. Do you know who Megan Cheka is? Uh, not right off the bat. You have to remind me. Okay, so if you watch the NHL draft, there was yeah. a, a blonde chick in front of a laptop the whole time, and they kept like deferring to her for like real analysis of the draft. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that chick is like some brilliant like tech entrepreneur, like data, like number crunching nerd. Like a like analytics. Yep, person? analytics. Yep. So okay. 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 She is now. Uh, she's over with ESPN to some extent. I don't remember if ESPN actually covered the NHL draft, but if if that was the case, she was with them all the way back then. But I know she's with right. them now because she's working with all the gambling guys out there, and yeah. she she really likes Vegas. She thinks that the head coach is solid. And she thinks that Vegas is good enough to go uh, in excess of 97 points for the season. I mean, Bruce Cassidy has shown he's, you know, he can will a team, especially one decimated with injuries, to the playoffs to make a good run. But, I mean, obviously it's a new team, a new kind of roster. Uh, A couple of goalies who are not necessarily right now starter material or was not thought of before this season so it's going to be interesting to see how far bruce cassidy can get this knights team and don't get me wrong i think they're a good team i just i don't know how deep a run they will make in the playoffs if they get there especially when they have to face teams coming out of the pacific just like calgary and edmonton and and even vancouver may even make a, a little bit of a splash if they they get things turned around as well given their their roster but i i, I mean I'm, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not i'm not betting against vegas in the pacific but i'm not i'm I i'm am. not completely sold on them i'm betting against them and i'm betting right. against them for two reasons jack eichel and bruce cassidy <laughs> that's why <laughs> okay so- yeah jack eichel's not exactly the um <clears throat> best teammate out there He's fucking from, from he's, people. He's locker room uh, fucking poison, man. And fucking yeah. Bruce Cassidy was fired from the Bruins for not being liked by his by his players. You are adding just two toxic fucking chemicals into that locker room. Ugh. No one's gonna want to go to the rink, man. You no know, if they one. add some sugar and spice to those chemicals, you get the Powerpuff Girls, or you get meth. <laughs> That'd be the Columbus team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I you know, TJ, that's another thing I I was gonna say. I'm glad you said that, not me, because I don't want to be look like an asshole. But um, oh, I'm an asshole. no, it's it's gonna be it's you know it's like I said, it's a new beginning for both these uh, both these gentlemen. So see if it it they get the same results or if they uh, change their stars. So <sighs> what a I, the, the I know I I, that I, team I agree. Is, the oh, awful. But awful. do you, I mean, you have guys like Petrangelo and and Stone in that room. You think maybe 
they take Jack aside and say, "Hey, buddy, we know you're pro- like one of the better players on this team, but you're you got to check your ego at the door because we're we're here, you know, not trying to score ninety points. We're here to try to win a Stanley Cup. This isn't Buffalo. God, you and know. don't get me wrong, Buffalo is doing is doing is gonna be is on the right track after the trade, but at the same time, Jack Eichel's a really good player and." He can score you, I mean, like I said, 80, 90 points a year. But his head has to be on straight. But I think comparing those two teams in the next three years, I would pick Buffalo over the Vegas all day. Well, obviously, the, the mo- most of Vegas is their core is aging out. Yeah. Like, they're starting to become older. Like, they're not – this isn't 2017, 2018 when they made their their miraculous run to the Stanley Cup. Well, I they mean, they've no draft gotten worse either. each year. Exactly. They had to they had to trade a lot of it away. They had to trade a lot of their good players away because they're in cap hell as well. So I mean they're they're in a really tight spot. They're, I don't. It's going to be interesting to see, like you say, in three years. I think you're right. I think Buffalo has a better outlook in the next three years than the the Knights do. So. So, uh, ask casters. I'll say this: uh, at the the very beginning when we started this podcast back at episode one, we were just right in the heart of hockey playoffs and uh, I think f- for TJ and Shaway I, I don't know I, maybe this is right or maybe it's not but hockey is their favorite sport and if not yes. it's pretty damn close but um, so we we had a lot of success on the podcast getting downloads from folks not over not only all over the United States when we were starting the podcast off and we spoke a lot about hockey but we, we actually had international uh, followers as we, we talked hockey. So we're, we're going to continue to do that. Uh, I think here in the last month or so, as, as football's got going, we've, we've focused on it. But now that hockey is back in play, we're, we're going to talk hockey. And we're going to mm-hmm. love to talk hockey. And if you want to communicate with us and, and just see us at AskCasters on Twitter, uh, just uh, communicate with us and we're willing to talk about your team, your players, uh, questions that you have about hockey we we've got a good skill set at that myself is the third wheel on that i'm not going to say that i have the the best skill set there but tj and shawi will definitely be able to help you out if you reach out out to us at ask casters yep and ask casters i especially have no life um and nor do our <laughs> interns so yes we will we are available so um, so tying a bow on NHL then, Shawway and TJ, do you guys have anything else you guys want to talk about NHL-wise? I know we're going to talk about it a ton more here in the coming Go ahead, days. TJ. I do. Um, Mika's it Micah, Mika, I don't know. Mika. Mika Sabanajad. Um, he had a breakout year last year, really proved himself as a top, or a top three, uh, the number one center, sorry. Um, I didn't know if that was going to last, and sure as shit, he looked, he looked on fire last night. Um, the only thing that stopped him from a hat trick was hitting the post on an empty net, and like it was a solid clunk. Um, but he looked am- like it, like an Iowa State field goal, <laughs> or an Iowa State girl. But um, oh, oh nice. Sorry, Iowa State. <laughs> No, we're not. God damn it, Carlos. Why'd you say that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you told me to. <laughs> uh, he had a big hog. Uh, 
<laughs> so, so Benajad, though, Andy, and I think you were really talking about him as the playoffs were kind of uh, really heating up last year, um, or last playoff season. Um, that he was really catching your eye, and he looked great again. So he might be a player to look out for. Um, Betting-wise, uh, you might want to take a look at his point totals. Or, or shots like Jack or Jack Hughes. By the oh. way, I looked at Jack Hughes' shot props today, and I couldn't find them yet, so that was disturbing. It's, it's not. I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as it was last I year. Didn't, I didn't see any player props for New Jersey on their game, so I was yeah. sadly well, another, disappointed. Another guy to look at, and I'm, as I'm looking at some of the games going on right now, Cole Caulfield already has two goals tonight, so he's another guy to kind of keep your eye on, like Zabanajad. Who's Zabanajad? Like, okay, so you know me, I, I'm an idiot with hockey, but when I yep. watched the playoffs last season for the Rangers, dude, when whenever the Rangers got on the power play, just go ahead and chalk up a goal for Zabanajad. That dude was a stud. He would just he would just post up in his little spot, and eventually they'd cycle the puck to him, and that dude he'd right. take a shot, and it was over. It's it's like it was in uh, I guess quote unquote in uh, like uh, the same position where Alex Ovechkin gets his one timers from. So that I guess if you're looking towards the goal, it'd be the left wing side. But yeah, he he was money in the playoffs. And last year, a stat for him, he had 15 power play goals alone. So that's that's pretty damn good. And he scored. He's he's become a different player once he got traded from the Ottawa Senators over to the uh, New York Rangers. So he is deadly from that circle. Oh, for sure. That shot is it's it's accurate. It finds the back mm-hmm. of the net. His uh, he had one power play goal last night, and he had a shorty. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, to your point, he just he's just adding on. Uh, Cole yeah. Caulfield, to uh, your point, Shawe, I am so glad he has recovered from whatever slump he had uh, after his freshman season. Uh, Martin St. Louis, um, I loved watching him as a player, and he's just a really good guy. Normally, mm-hmm. I don't like Montreal, um, but I do like that Montreal's doing well with Cole Caulfield and Martin St. Louis. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm just thrilled that he is like kind of coming into his own and he's more confident and he's he's playing like a little sniper, man. Yeah, and Andy uh, Cole Caulfield came, is a, is an American hockey player. He went to the University of Wisconsin, and he's only five seven. But Buck, he has a really good shot. Like one of the best already in the NHL. Like just a just just a really quick snapshot, and he is yeah. I think work and working with Martin Martin Saint Louis has really upped his game. It really got his confidence back. And TJ, I don't know if you you answer me this. A guy like Martin Saint Louis who had back in his day had to go through a lot of obstacles, especially when teams. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a good way to put this. Well, he was undrafted, but he was, because of his his you know height, it, you know he, he was a shorter player and a smaller <laughs> player. He would have looked over, no, no pun intended. <laughs> you think having a guy like that for Cole Caulfield, who's also a very short player, small player, helps that guy? I think it does. I think it's really, and not only just because St. Louis is a really skilled player and you know sees the ice better than most anyone else in the league, but just as a just as someone who's come up, you know face that same adversity, I think that he's a perfect coach for Caulfield. Yeah, I mean playing playing hockey as a small guy is a lot different than playing as a big guy. Um, I know. 
I mean, it, I mean, it, it seems simple, but it is. You have to be more aware of your surroundings. You have to play mm-hmm. a, a play smarter. Um, it's kind of like defensive driving in a way. Um, that's says the guy that drives a Mustang. That's <laughs> hey, that's what Coach Lloyd told me back in the day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, how's uh, Miss, how's Mrs. Lloyd doing? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we still get Christmas but cards no, anymore. I, yeah, no, you that, get those are just cards some of the guys I think we uh, that just we think in the NHL we're going to have some breakout years, some younger guys, and obviously we expect hopefully a Vetchkin. I don't know, I I kind of want to see him make a push for Gretzky's record, even though he is not necessarily a, a Putin didn't you know hater, but as a as a as a player, he's one of the best goal scorers ever. It'd be cool to see him make a push for that record. I I can't. I don't really think we can hold it. Any of those Russian players, those Russian, I sounded so old and white and racist there. Yeah, I don't think. Australia Russians. I don't think we can yeah. completely hold. I don't think. Absolutely, we can't hold them accountable because we don't necessarily know the situations that they're being put under by the government in Russia. Yeah. Um, so I would agree. I, yeah, I, I kind of hesitate to talk on. I know Ovi's Twitter picture was at one point a picture with him and Putin, um, but you also this is what a you guy. didn't see was the gun underneath. Yeah, or the yeah, um, or the I don't or know the cyanide pill. Cyanide pill or the uh, I don't know. They have have you seen the one like they can like shoot a little like it's a like a a dart. No, it's like an air. Like it not like it knocks you dead with like like a fucking jolt like it just sends a jolt and it's like boom you're done. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's interesting. I not saying you're wrong. I just have no idea. No, I've been watching too many of those uh, undiscovered or uncovered uh, documentaries. Oh, I know you tried to get me to watch that shit. You're gonna fucking watch it too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shawi, I know you got a game to catch here, so let's just hop right into Mike Leach. Talking coffee. Yes, let's do that. So I agree. <laughs> I love I love God damn it. Mike Leach two weeks in a row. Coffee. I I love coffee, what it does to me, but I also hate what it does to me. Um like I said, Ask Casters, I'm starting work I've started this is my second week of work again. And uh I, my belly is not handling the energy drinks well. Just love. Yeah, they don't usually if you drink twenty a day, that's how you get Kidneys too. I was only drinking one, man. Uh, okay. Whatever you say. Hey, I did say it. <laughs> well, well, okay, well, well, yeah. yeah, no, I love Mike Leach. I, I we have a Mike Leach like like quote of the week. I mean, as, long as, as long as he's getting interviewed weekly, I think we all. Oh, there's that. there's a there's a treasure trove on YouTube about just fucking great Mike Leach quotes. Oh, when when we have good. a little bit more time, um, I I know that we've got playoff baseball, so we'll dig into this a little bit more. But there is apparently mm-hmm. a video 
uh, of Bob Costas. So we know that Bob Costas doesn't make an appearance for Fox very often anymore, but he does show up for playoff baseball. And apparently there's about a 15-minute video compilation on YouTube of him promoing shows for Fox while he's doing playoff <laughs> baseball, and all the shows have been canceled. <laughs> so, oh, I love that video. It's oh, so you've good. seen it? <laughs> yes, it is so good. So God. when we when we get an opportunity, we'll talk a little bit more playoff baseball. Uh, we'll talk about if my uh, my parlay for the Braves, Yankees, and Dodgers to collectively win their their divisional series here yeah. pays off. I've also bet them individually for the what, what that's worth. But um, we'll get into a little bit of baseball. Might be able to talk about how the Cardinals closed out their season with some Hall of Famers and Full Holes getting to seven hundred. Well, that's not again. That. Yeah, that's a that's a still a open wound. But uh, in the essence of time. Final thoughts. We'll we'll start. Shawi, why don't we start with you today? Well, I am fucking excited that hockey season is here. That way I have something to watch almost every night of the week instead of waiting for the weekend to watch football. Um, it takes my time away from now OU football, so now I have more time to spend watching hockey and hopefully see the Chiefs also uh, make a run towards uh, another Super Bowl appearance. But at the same time, as much as I hate the Raiders, I want to thank Jacobs and Adams for scoring enough points for me to win my fantasy this week, but not enough to beat the Chiefs. Thank you. Isn't that beautiful That's when about it the works perfect out that way? storm for you. It was. I, they both got me, uh, I think, twenty uh, over 25 points, and I, I was able to overcome the number one seed last week. And now I am the number one team. Don't know how that happened. Wow, so pretty impressive. I know, and and going from number one to the worst team in the league, PJ. What about you? Nice transition. Um, one, I I'm not excited about the Cowboys. I just <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I'm still not excited for them. I'm just glad a- you're a realistic Cowboys fan. I appreciate that about you. I don't give a shit. I know it's gonna come. I know it. So fuck, <laughs> I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I know what's what's before me. The one thing, I, I don't want to self-gloss, but one, I'm glad hockey season's here. The self-gloss comes from Sunday. Shawley, I felt like, you know, because I've lost a little bit of weight since last year. Yeah. Fucking, the, the legs felt a little bit under me. I was feeling pretty damn good. Okay. You know what? what you played about. pretty damn good for your first game of the year. Yeah, I, okay. I, explain I what you're talking about. about. So we, Shawley and I had a hockey game on Sunday, and uh, I think I entered, la- I started last season, I was at weighing 220, mm-hmm. uh, just a fat motherfucker, um, but it was okay, uh, and then, I don't know, I lost weight, not for doing anything in particular, probably just stress and uh, financial issues, and then... Um, <laughs> And then, uh, so yeah, I started. It's hard, to, it's hard to eat food when you don't have money. Well, you know, I I noticed it uh, in during Riverfest. I was like, holy fuck! Like, I, am I just like more in shape now, or is everyone hungover? And so I wasn't sure. Yes, and it was all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I, I kind of noticed. I was like, holy fuck! I feel like an actual like like someone who used to play sports and skated yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. I, no, you you did great. I'm I'm glad we're we're starting our personal season again, and and 
it, we played all right. Unfortunately, we didn't win, but I felt like we still played good. We fucking had to play two on three hockey. Sorry, but we we had to play two on three hockey. We're t- yeah, that's a new that's a new rule, TJ. Like in regular in any other hockey game, you're not allowed less than three uh, skaters on the ice. But now our 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 men's league allows there to be three on two if there's a penalty called when it should be four on three in overtime. So it, it's, it was a very strange uh, turn, turn, not turn of events, but just, you know, set of events. And we lost on that because how the fuck are you supposed to play defense with two guys on the ice? It's so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Andy. It was weird, but anyway, Oh, my, oh, the one, the one thing, uh, the one, the last thing I had to mention, we were getting yep. shit because, uh, the yep. guy, the one guy on our team. Yeah. The one guy, the one schmuck, um, he's not, well, he's a little bit of schmuck. Um, <laughs> so Askcasters about seven episodes ago, we all came in readily hung over and Andy puked on air. Well, we were at a, uh, already t- made me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> We were at a teammate's birthday um, the night before, and this teammate was so, like, he was thrilled that we all talked about how fucked up we got for his birthday, and including him going and puking in the bathroom, but he also wanted me to give out his name on the pad- podcast. So, T. Mitch, we're giving you the shout out. You are the birthday yeah. boy. You said you watched us for motivation, or you listened to, to us for motivation, so here you are, you son of a bitch. Yeah, and also, he was wasted for our game. He had a golf tournament on Sunday that he had to go to. I don't know how he made it to our game and stayed on his feet for most of that game. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were a lot of alcoholics practicing <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> there were a lot of them. A lot of them in full force. Yep. But, no, Andy, what about your final thoughts? Okay, so I've got a little bit of grab bag that we'll go through here really quick. So we've talked about KU Oklahoma. I think KU can win that game straight up. I, I, I'm the more I think about I this, agree. the more I think about this. Oklahoma has proven that they cannot stop the run, and KU has proven that they can fucking run. So that seems like a bad combination for a nine point line. USC yeah. is undefeated. Utah's lost to Florida, and they lost to UCLA. UCLA's good. Florida's proving themselves not to be as good over the season, so that loss is not looking as good. I think USC getting three and a half points, I feel really good there. But my best bet of the entire week, I just took tonight, Josh, or excuse me, the Buffalo Bills scoring more than 27 and a half points in the shootout against the Chiefs at Arrowhead next week. Give mm-hmm. me that all day long. I feel really good. I'd be good. at that game too. Man, I, I, not to say that the Chiefs aren't going to put up points and the Chiefs could fucking win that game for all I know. That's fine. All I'm saying is that I feel very confident that Josh Allen and the Bills are throwing up over 27.5 points in that game. Finally, non-related to betting, but kind of I'll circle it back to betting, Victor Wimbayana is fucking a freak of nature. Is his name Victor? Victor. Or did he play Victor Wimbayana? That sounds like the player for Celtic. Well, he's actually the French basketball player that's seven foot four and is pretty much goat boy that we created on fucking NBA <clears throat> Jam twenty five years ago. He is a freak though, dude. This guy is unreal. Now, I have never okay. 
when I saw Kevin Durant do what he's able to do from three-point range, I thought that was the most insane thing that I'd ever seen because big people just aren't supposed to do that. This dude has five inches on Kevin Durant. He's seven foot four and can mm-hmm. shoot three pointers. And his wingspan, I don't even want to guess, but he looks like a 777. Like it's unbelievable how big this dude is. He's good enough to the point that Vegas has made the following bet available. I told you I'd circle it back to gambling. There are now five teams in the NBA who are projected to have under 25 total wins next season. Are you serious? And that is because they're all going to be tanking for the French freak fucking Victor Wimbayama. So Vegas Vegas is factoring in tanking now. Vegas has got to make their money at the end of the day. God. Can't blame them. So, anyway, that's all I've got. That's all TJ's got. Schwammy, we appreciate you working <laughs> through the technical stuff to help us get set Absolutely. over here for, for episode 17 of the Askcasters podcast. Again, Askcasters, follow us at Askcasters on Twitter. Reach out to us, be interactive, and visit our friends at 3chai.com for all your Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10 needs. We will talk to you next week. See you guys. Bye, guys. Woo-tay.